This is a Dece World production in association with Pants Pending Studios. This is just a situation where you're going to cut a bunch of our blurbs out of context? Um, no, because then there would be blisters in awkward places, which would be terrible. Oh, here we go. That is the dirtiest thing I've ever seen. Listen to the nerd with Adam, Will, and Amanda. Why did I get top billing? I don't deserve top billing. Because out of the two of us, you're the one she likes better. Oh man. I mean, yeah. I'm eight months pregnant. Put another one in me. And that's when she figured out that I had taken drugs. How are all of you? We're going to do a promo, but we're just going to talk sex. I got to see your dick. Oh man. I mean, yeah. She cooked dinner for me in lingerie, which hopefully she doesn't listen to this. Cause I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. Well, this podcast phenomenon is sweeping the nation, and we're all up on the bandwagon with the plethora of episodes at Nerd. Pantspending.com. Willem Dafoe gives me a lady boner. Blue Chew is bullshit, by the way. <laughs> Listen to the nerd. It's not the worst thing that can happen to you. Is that a good no? It takes effort to do a promo. Yeah. And I think we knew that before. <laughs> <laughs> Although I feel like we could just put that part in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that along with the, the nerdy thing Adam said and me with the sexy voice. There you go. There's your promo, Will. Congratulations. The nerd. I'm sorry. You are now listening to The Social Hour. They're not PC. So if occasional foul language turns you off, then you have all been warned. This is the call before the storm. Well, I just want your pussy for a minute. Let me get a hold of that pussy, and you can have it back in a little bit. Get ready for the social hour. Live from a shitty hotel in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, this is the social hour. On today's show... Comedian Michael Glatzmeyer. And now your host. He was just in Texas, and he heard that there were only steers and queers there. And he's pretty disappointed he only saw steers. Discasius! It's pretty... It's, 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 I, I, I gave you the better microphone. Is it the better one? It's yeah. heavy. Yeah, it's it's very. It feels like my cock in my hand. The more the heavier, big the, and black. What well, by my face? Just like my cock. You know, the, are we recording? Yeah. Okay. So well, you have that to listen later. <laughs> no, the, I won't edit shit. I don't edit shit in my show. The heavier that microphone is, the better the better it is. Mm-hmm. So is, do I have a hair on it? Yeah, there's a couple of hairs on it. Might have COVID. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> love Keen, everyone, welcome to the show. <laughs> this is the social hour on the road. Um, here with Michael Gladsmeyer. We've been traveling, doing some comedy. Mm. Oh my God, it has been. Uh, I think we're about three weeks deep, almost into this road trip. Yeah, about. Um, it's we've been in a lot of states. 
including Alabama, which I didn't know I was going to go to. I didn't realize Alabama and Florida were so close to we each other. We didn't even do nothing in Alabama. We just we stayed. Just there. We just slept in we Alabama. Just slept in Alabama, which seems like a weird choice. If anyone was like, where, you, where would you like to sleep tonight? I don't think anyone has ever said Alabama. No one's mm-hmm. ever said that's where they want to go um, sleep. The uh, I liked Alabama as far as the uh, climate, not the uh, political or social climate. But the actual, <laughs> just the weather was kind of great. I didn't mind the weather of uh, the heat and the moisture in the air was nice. It was good. The I bugs too, man. There was I remember there were some there, big bugs. There was a moment we were sitting out at the uh, this little pond, and then all at once we could just hear the cicadas. Yeah, they just it was like the velociraptors in the background. It was as if they were just going to come murder us you uh, looked kind of scared you were like what's that what's it that creeped me out i didn't know what it was well and i forgot this was like your first time over in this area so i'm i'm used to it because i've been over here for the, like the last year and a half yeah and then i was like hey Dees, i'm over here come over here let's do some comedy and uh yeah i came here and we did comedy but also the fucking bugs tried to murder us at the weird creepy river it's a weird the south is interesting i've uh spent some time in the south but this was my first time to florida florida was um did not disappoint in any way <laughs> um, the beaches are beautiful the people are racist um Just slightly it's, it's true everything you know i didn't get any crazy, crazy Florida man stories? You know, I was a little disappointed there that, you know, there's always that crazy Florida things happening in Florida. We didn't we didn't get anything of that. Um, we had some interesting shows. Uh, that was nice. Although my trip was mired with uh, complications from the very beginning. I actually missed a show. The first show Michael and I were supposed to do was on a uh, Monday evening. And I was supposed to fly out of Spokane. And so I checked in like the night before at midnight. And then when I get up the next morning, like 4 a.m. to get to the airport for my flight that leaves at 6, the I can't print. I can't get my boarding print. Who prints a boarding pass? I'm trying to get it on. But I, <laughs> kid, uh, I, was, I was trying to get my mom to fax me my boarding pass. I wanted to print a boarding pass. I wanted to get it on my phone, but it wouldn't come out. It wouldn't like it said it was a problem so then when i'm on my way to the airport it says that we've got a uh the the flight's canceled so i'm already on my way to the airport i'm like what the fuck so i'm like let's just see what happens and it says they they say the flight's canceled but the good news is keep in mind guys this is monday morning they say your flight's canceled but good news is we're gonna get you there we put you on the next flight it's this thursday i'm like Fucking, it is Monday. I remember you were messaging me this entire time just, like, stressed. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, whose travel plans are so cavalier that they're like, yeah, I'm going to fly halfway across the country Monday, Thursday. What's the difference? It doesn't matter to me. You know, it's like, obviously, I'm I'm going to Pensacola, Florida. It's obviously for work. No one's going to Pensacola, Florida for, you know, the joy. Yeah. <laughs> the the so then the real kicker is I like harass this lady until I'm trying to be nice because it's not her fault they canceled the flight right so I try to be nice and then they 
tell me she's like i finally harass her enough to where she gives me they switch me to a flight on united you know they don't want to do that it costs them money i'm sure so she flitch, switches me this flight and i go and she goes sends me through the wrong security gate it's like by the time i get to the gate and realize it's the wrong gate it's too late. I can't turn around and get back on. I could have gotten there the day of. That's the real kicker, too. That's what really sucks. Yeah, and, and thankfully you only had to miss the one one gate because you ended up – they finally ended up pushing you onto a different flight the mm-hmm. next day. But it's still it, – I mean, in comedy, missing one gig is like missing a whole week's worth of yeah, work that could have, it, uh, it. Yeah, although I could have missed the next gig, too. Um, we, oh, we, yeah. we, uh, Michael had a rap battle with a guy. Oh, uh, I for, oh my! That God. was the next gig. Why did I think that was after the Crestview? That wasn't after. That was before no, the Crestview gig. The first gig I was there for. We did this club that was probably like a hip hop club, more of like a hip hop club, and it was. And they, it, I I knew honestly, I knew it was going to be bad before it happened because. How I know a gig is usually going to be bad before it happens is you go to their page and you see that they're not promoting. They haven't posted anything. And I should have yeah. knew. I looked at the reviews on their website and it was like a two-star <laughs> place. It seemed like a two and a half to me. <laughs> I mean, their bathrooms, they, they literally, the bathroom stalls didn't have doors on them. And they cut the, you could tell they like took a chainsaw to the walls of the bathroom doors and cut them down. So they're only about five feet tall and you could see directly over them. And I, ha- I have to believe that that was just because people were doing coke in the bathroom too much. So like, we got to be able to see what you're doing in there. Remember, <laughs> there was also like that chair. There was a chair in there that was broken at the top. So there was like just sharp pieces of yeah, wood. Just shards of chair everywhere. Oh, it, was, it was so horrible. <laughs> so when we get there after that, they tell us uh, that there's going to be 15 minutes of rap before set. Yeah. And not not my hot rap. It was someone else rapping. I thought I was going to get to drop some And by cars. the way, the guy who's running it, um, if you listen to this podcast, I'm pretty sure you will. Uh, he, he's nice. He's a great guy. And I feel bad. I felt bad for him because sometimes in those situations, you can't control club owners. Like, I would prefer for a place to just say no to booking a gig. Yeah. Then to do that. To do it, just do a shitty. Yeah. It's really, uh, <laughs> it was, yeah, I don't blame, uh, the guy who helped us connect us with that venue, but God, what a, what a, but you know what? That's part of those. Every time we do these runs, there's always one show like that. At least it's just a total disaster, but it was, it was a, it, it's a memory too, though, because I'll tell you right now, we had a, we had quite a bit of good shows and those good shows, I'll remember their good shows, but I won't remember them at all. I won't remember yeah. what happened. I won't remember that. But now I'm always going to remember that we. I ended up doing a rap battle <laughs> with a rapper at the end of a set for seven people because that's what it was. There was seven people in this rap, just gross-looking venue with oh, broken chairs. Talk about the guy. Oh no 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 no! Like man, you are. That is, uh, we're getting dangerously. He was a person of color. No, I have respect. He you can't. He was no. He was really. He was really nice. I'm. I'm that guy. The guy is going for his dreams, and I'm proud of him. Even though, I beat him at my very first rap battle. (laughs) 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 They go. They go. Wrapped his his ass off. They they go. I mean, it's only with eight people in the audience, so I don't know if you can call it a win. But they go. Let's vote who you enjoyed better. Yeah. And they put their hands over 
me and a bunch of people cheered and they put uh, by a bunch i mean eight people yeah, cheered eight people that were still there and then he put his hand over the rapper and not one person clapped yeah him. you came out pretty hot and kind of fell off a little from there but your first line was like <laughs> like look at you over there standing like that uh wearing those pants that you look like you got from baby gap <laughs> which well, I, I told you i stopped <laughs> because i don't know why i didn't know i i went first the guy starts off by going hey uh i'll let him go first i was like oh thank you let the guy who doesn't do rap at all <laughs> go first very gentleman like and uh he after after he did that I didn't know if we were actually rapping towards each other. I didn't know if it was a rap battle against each other or if we were just seeing who was better. Like battle rap, like actually dissing each other and shit? Yeah, I didn't know if we were actually supposed to be dissing each other. So I started off dissing, saying his pants looked like they got came from Baby Gap. <laughs> they were tight pants. And then I stopped from saying my next line because my next line was, was going to be N-word. like, yeah. no, no. It was, well, I, I know. You it, it, it was going to be like, his say. mother had him, but <laughs> prayed to God she could send him back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't do that. And then and then I realized after he said his line, oh, we were dissing yeah, each other. You were dissing each other. So although I wasn't clear on all of his lines. Um, no. <laughs> some of them. It's, it's that new mumble rap. Yeah. That's was... what they call it, the mumble. The mumble rap. It, but, oh, man, you know what was so great? So we, we did all that. Then we went. We performed at a distillery, which was really cool. It was they, fun. They $25 for all you can drink alcohol and eat pizza. Which yeah, is, man. That's one, of, that's one of the times I wish I still drank. And at 25 bucks, I could have definitely put down $25 worth of alcohol fast. Yeah. You know, you make your own rum, make your own vodka, vodka everything besides tequila, I think. Yeah, and besides. whiskey. So, and it looked good. Yeah. Well, Florida's nice. Though. I like Florida. Um, we went alligators. We went and saw, yeah, we went down the bayou and went on a fan boat, man. Um, there was, we saw some alligators and tried to bite our boat. Um, that was fun. The it's, it's exactly, you know, what's funny is like, man, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm just like a, missing a couple teeth away from being white trash. I could. I thought you were about to say I'm I'm just a couple teeth away from missing teeth from being a person who could live in Florida. <laughs> yeah, well, that's I think that we're saying the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's the it's, same. There's nothing same different. Because uh, you know, like I'm going out on that fan boat and I'm cruising around this swamp and I'm like, man, I could live this life. You know, I could be just in a in a you know wife beater all day, hanging out with Cletus trying to catch some gators you know eating. it's fun you're sitting out on the beach all day yeah i could do it i just i'll live off the system you know what's funny you know what's funny to me is um when we were out there he said so he said the biggest alligator they found in that area was seven 17 feet or 16 something. uh well they said the record alligator in america was found in louisiana it was 19 feet and I think the biggest one he said they found out in Florida was 17 Maybe, yeah, feet. I don't remember that. But it was funny because we're sitting there and we're right next to this alligator. This alligator that, by the way, just attacked our boat. Yeah, literally biting was our, biting our boat. It's right there and, and he's telling us it's like 13, 14 feet. So if that alligator is 13 to 14 feet and the biggest one is 17 feet, and then we saw the other one that was around 15 yeah, and a half feet, a which is, boy. he's like, that's the biggest alligator you will end up seeing. Like, he goes, it is hard to find one that big. But we're sitting there, 
after this alligator attacks our boat, we're still right next to it. And they go, yeah, man, these things are crazy. They can climb up onto a boat so quickly, and there's no way to stop it. Yeah, before you could even get off of the boat. Yeah, I'm like, it's right there, man. His neck is biting our boat. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what are we doing? You know, like, <laughs> oh, man. They, uh, I, I, I am. I hope next time we come down here, we take him up on his offer because he says he's going to take us back out there deep sea fishing and to this thing where they do like mud truck holding yeah. where they they purposely get their trucks stuck in mud yeah i well okay i want to say about the alligator thing after seeing an alligator that close in person and looking at their physique i feel like i would get in the water with an alligator i feel like i could take one these this is might be the dumbest thing i've ever heard you <laughs> no they're not they, listen they, you you kind of feel, look at how they move, and they're not very agile. Like I could choke. I if I I don't know where an alligator's neck is, but I bet I could choke it out. I could. I'd punch the shit at an alligator. I saw a little baby ass fucking teeth. They got little fucking you know, baby teeth. Okay, Bullshit. I'm all I'm saying is poke its goddamn eyeball <laughs> out. I fucking stick my finger in this I, asshole. I wouldn't stop. I fucking, I would. I, I, I would. I, I, <laughs> I, I would not stop you at all if you were like, I'm going to fight this alligator. I'm going to get in the water. Yeah. Like, dude, I think those people would have let you too. Oh, for sure. They're like, they were so distraught because they were telling us how, like, yeah, we got to we gotta not mess around with the alligators too much anymore because they put undercover like wildlife agents on the boats to well, try to, say, like, to do sting got, off like their, like their hand or something yeah like. somebody may have got their arm ripped off last year <laughs> apparently i think that's urban legend that's bullshit he's Man, like we would was, take that arm we, was already halfway off before he got in that he's water. like we would take these he people loose ass weak ass <laughs> fucking digit arm is fucking god hated that motherfucker. he's like we would take these people out on the boat and then well they were like basically they'd take these customers out on the boat and then he said it would jump out onto the alligators and he said they can't do that by the way First of all, though, if you have the guts to not have a weapon on you, yeah, and, and, and have the I guts, got a weapon. To, look at these guns, to, man. Yeah, fucking <laughs> these fists of fury. If you can wrestle, you know, a buffalo or an alligator well, with, I feel like uh, those are not equal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a buffalo. No, but I'm, I'm saying if if you want if you want to go out there and fight it or face it with your bare knuckles i say go for it man yeah if you see a bear and you are stupid enough yeah with your bare hands to go up and do like we try to stop people from here's what makes me mad i feel like in our world we try to put up boundaries to everything you can't go there no you gotta let them can't go there. let them do can, it yeah just let people are like well what if they get hurt or they die or they do that fucking good yeah i'm like let well, them that was their choice yeah you gotta let this is i mean i I want to I want to make this clear. I don't think I could take a buffalo, and I don't know if I could take a gator on in water. I'll t- I'll and walk I'll walk that one back a little. I think I could take a gator on land. Land, I got a gator all day. Water, he might be able to fuck me up. He might have a little bit more, but land, fuck you, you fuck. I'll make you. I'll fucking turn you into belt and boots in a heartbeat, motherfucker. I'll be you'll be my. I'll be putting my money in you. Can in my you wall. point out where an alligator touched you, man? <laughs> I'll fuck a gator up, dude. Um. <laughs> You, you, you feel like very against I, I just don't I, I I thought it was so much fun And I, I hope we do Get to go back I enjoy when people do this I, I want to like Now when I go to places I want to just start reaching out Yeah and find be like, people Take us to do weird stuff Because the people from Texas 
they wanted us to stay the next day. The guys like, remember the guys like, I'll take you guys cow tipping. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll. You wanted to go hunt elk. He's like, I will go fucking shoot elk. It's illegal. We can do it. I, my, I got acres and we'll just shoot them and eat them. Yeah. Like, okay. He's like, you guys come out here. I teach you how to milk a cow and take care of animals. Yeah. I'll have you do my yard work. <laughs> yeah, I'll have you fucking buck bales of hay and plow my fucking fields. You know, uh, he wanted to take us out shooting, too. Yeah, that guy was... The, we've had some fun. I want to say this, too, also, and I mean this in with the utmost respect um, to the gentleman, Johnny, who took us on the uh, fan boat uh, gator hunting. Um, in my head, if someone said... Uh, Imagine someone who would take you on a fan boat gator hunting in the Everglades. Fucking spot on. Johnny was the exact guy I would imagine. Yeah. My, when he's, you know, he's got like the fucking cut off sleeves, a fucking MAGA hat, you know, Oakley glasses. Yeah, he's seen. Jean shorts, cut seen. off shorts. Who, Johnny was the guy who drove the fan boat? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, is 100% what I would have anticipated. Yeah, he's a guy like, who takes in the Everglades. He seems like. like a fan boat kind of guy. Yeah, I just don't. After that, I'm like, well, what are you supposed to do in other states? Like, that that's crazy to do, like in Texas and all that. You know, I, I obviously like Texas is a great place to go get barbecue, but that's the only thing. What uh, is there stuff that you're supposed to do in other states? Because all I can think of is like Oklahoma, Texas, and all of those are just shooting guns. Yeah, and I don't know what food. I know, like, Washington's hiking a lot. You can take people on hikes, but I feel like, you know, Florida's the only one that has, like, something very weird to do, to be like, come on, come on out here. Let's yeah. do alligator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was – it is it is odd because we've gone to a lot of places, and that was definitely the most adventure we had uh, going anywhere. I mean, I guess we've been to, like, Glacier Park when we've been in Montana and, and stuff like that, but it's just not – that was really exciting. There's not, you know, yeah, in, t in Oklahoma, it's just fucking, we're in Oklahoma now, and it's just been flat. There's nothing. I walked around the city. I put probably 12 miles on my feet walking around the city in two days, and I'm going to tell you what. I didn't take a lot of pictures, <laughs> okay? <laughs> I, I, there's not I was trying to vlog. I was trying to take video of things, and I was like, what am I supposed to take? But, you know, I wouldn't mind, like, if, if we come back down here, if we when we come to Florida, like, I, I just want to go state to state, even though each state doesn't have, you know, things to do, like alligator hunting or whatever they're doing. I wouldn't mind having, like, somebody still, like, even show us what their occupation is yeah. or show us what they do, have us do something different that we've never done there's a mediterranean place uh that's in wichita that told us if we're ever in the area and hit him up he'll teach us how to make like real food from his culture like not even just eat it he'll teach us how to make all of this stuff and everything oh yeah so i think that kind of stuff is it's fun i, want, I just want to do that i want people to if you're listening to this podcast my name is michael glass <laughs> reach out to me my number is five six two five four 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 no but really i mean hit us up you can hit us up on nearly famous if we're in your area take us take us out to do stuff we're gonna be we uh you go home this friday for yeah. a little bit you got some gigs up in the northwest but me and Dees are going to be back in september october we're going to be back in Montana. We're going to be in Idaho. We're going to be in Washington, maybe Oregon. Yeah. So if you're in one of those over. states, hit us up and tell us <laughs> to come do stuff. <laughs> yeah, what do you think the highlight of the uh, 
of the trip has been shows. Let's talk about shows. That high favorite show. Um, I don't know. I I really think it was the one in Tulsa. Weirdly, uh, I and that's and that's going to be very weird. I don't think it was the best show. It definitely a hundred. Was that last night? Yeah. Yeah, we did a very small, intimate show, uh, but it was fun. The, the audience was super fun, and they bought merch. Yeah, there were there was only like seven, so seven people showed up, um, and two of them had to leave right after Deez's set. So I only had five yeah, people. I walked half the audience. He walked half of the audience. It was just like it was one of those moments where the reason it was my highlight is because sometimes those five to seven people shows can be awkward. Yeah, but those five people seven people who were there treated it like a private event they yeah. treated it like this is our show they were laughing a girl politely raised her hand during my set to, <laughs> to ask me where i was fun they she, were so into it yeah she raised her hand i go are, are you are you raising your hand right now are you she goes is, is this not normal in a comedy show <laughs> she goes i'm sorry she goes are we allowed to ask qu- questions are you okay and i go yeah you know what because of the show it's happening i guess ask your question she goes Oh, I just wanted to let you know if you asked if you guys like interaction or not. I said, normally not, but I'll accept this. Yeah. <laughs> and then she goes, uh, I have a follow-up question. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> they were so polite. Yeah, I was like at a library. It's like a bunch of, it was like a fucking, it's like, it like a youth meeting. Favorite like, show, though, I, I think it was Timber uh, Creek in Crestview. Okay. But that was, that was my favorite. That Between that and Off the Hook, just mm-hmm. because... Um, uh, well, off the hook, I just ended up really enjoying the setting and the stage and how that was. But then Timber Creek, I just thought was oh, and I for, never mind. I forgot Bare, Bare Arms was really good too. Which one was that? That was the Dallas one. Yeah, Waco. That was Waco. That was Waco. Yeah, yeah, Waco was good too. Waco is a good show. I, you know, uh, I'd never been to Waco, Texas. It, um, it feels like a place where cults are formed. Uh, there's a lot of man, you know. It, there's a it is desolate. We rode the Greyhound, um, which was odd. That was crazy. Yeah, I didn't enjoy that. No, I don't want to do that again. But that means I feel like for us not to do that, we have to like grab a car in one area and make sure we drop it off in that same area. Yeah, the because <laughs> I realized when we're doing our shows, we're usually leaving from. Spoke can and we're going through one area, but we're always ending back up Coming in the back Spoke can. Spokane. Yeah, it's hard when you're traveling these long distances. It's crazy. Uh, I mean, I I would like man the miles we put on. Uh, I'd like to add up how many miles we put on this trip, between like me coming from Spokane to Pensacola, us going from Pensacola down to Naples, then Naples to Texas, then Texas to Oklahoma. And me, Oklahoma, back to Spokane. What a! I, mean. I would love to hit like Houston and like go up to like Austin, make my way to Dallas, Oklahoma, like make a whole loop and then end back in Houston. Yeah, you know, oddly enough, we we generally like, besides Florida, we didn't do a ton this trip. It was very like relaxed. Maybe we're maturing, Michael. We didn't do a lot uh, during the days on the, and we just worked and like did shit. Yeah, we did we a lot of. We didn't do a lot of like going out and running around, but also it was a lot of. After Florida, it was kind of wake up, travel, show, sleep, wake up, travel. Show. That's what I was saying. If we 
didn't have all of the cred that we had, like all the traveling, I think we would have went out and got and done more. And then by the t- time we came here, we were just so wiped tired out. and wiped out. We, <laughs> we we did go to the ocean, though. We were going to the ocean a lot in Florida. And then when we went <laughs> up to uh to Naples and all of that, we went to the ocean one last time, but we weren't there very long because we were at the end of the pier and I was putting my cell phone into my tripod and it launched out of my tripod over the edge of the pier. Like and there was a no dolphin jumped out and hit it <laughs> with its it. back with its tail and knocked it right up into Michael's hand and then smiled. There was, there was no stopping it too, man. When it started I watched launching, it happen. It was, yeah. And those kids behind us were like, Oh shit. Yeah. What do you do? There's nothing you can do, you know? It's like it's like once... And I keep saying, I wasn't even pissed off about losing my phone. I was, like, pissed off because I was going to have to let other people know. Like, uh, there was, like... I, it's hard to just be like, I don't have a phone anymore. Yeah. It, I mean, to, like, <laughs> to friends. Like, I don't need to explain to my friends, but to, like, Tasha. Like, it's hard to just be like... She's like, why... why what how, You know, Verizon. Because I had to call her up and let her yeah. know... Because she, it's her plan, so I had to let her know that, hey, I needed you to tell Verizon that I need a new phone. <laughs> and when I went... Daddy and, needs a new cell phone. I walked into Verizon, and I tell them, I just go, I want a new phone. And the lady goes, okay, well, you should trade in your other phone. You'll save a lot of money. I said, yeah, I just, I don't want to do that. I just want a new phone. And she goes, yeah, but, like, your plan is up, and, like... You didn't want to just tell her? Just fuck it. I dropped in the I, ocean. I finally did, because she goes, she goes... Well, they have GPS on them. I can, we can probably look it up and see if we can find it. And I finally go, you can't because it's at the bottom of the ocean. I, like, <laughs> I laughed, and then this older couple behind us were like, we have the similar problem. I'm like, oh, did you drop your phone at the ocean? She goes, no, I want him to get a new phone, but he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like the same problem, lady. Seems Listen, <laughs> this is why we don't let you guys drive or vote anymore, you idiots. It seems like exactly the same problem. Oh. What was your highlight? What was your favorite? Mine, mine was hard to choose. I think it definitely was like my highlight was the Tulsa one, just because of the way it was. It wasn't the best show. I honestly do think you know. I think Waco and I think um, Timber Creek, Crestview, Florida, and I think Dallas show was fun too. Oh yeah, that was yeah. I forgot about that man. That was good too. We and we thought nobody was going to show up at first. Well, yeah, we we the ticket sales were light to begin with. I mean, we had it was decent, but you know, lighter than we'd want. And then we then it just like tripled, you know, during the you know right after we started, that just a, sh- a ton of people just poured in. Uh, I think the highlight of my show was uh, having Southern women talk to me um, because man, I could get used to women calling me honey and sugar and ba- they're not even something like they're good looking women. They're just like. Yeah, sugar. Everywhere. Here you go, baby. Yeah, baby. What you want? You want some sweet tea, baby? Okay, baby. I'm gonna get you some sugar. Uh huh. You want some sugar with your coffee, sugar? Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I fucking right. It's these girls. Yeah, they they they're very nice. They're very, very just kind. That's the South is it? And then you know, it's funny because they're so kind. It's almost like a quaint racism, because <laughs> like they're so nice, and then you're like. You know, they're so nice. And they're like, yeah, but y'all don't like the blacks, right? And you're like, I guess I don't because you're adorable because, of what you know, I don't want to disagree with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so weird, too, because, like, it's that, like, sweet, sweet, uh, like, hey, honey, how you doing? Welcome here. But I tell you right now, if, like, if you go into a restaurant and they're like, hey, honey, how are you? Welcome here. If you, like, 
complain or you do anything, that flips yeah, switches. Yeah, turn. They can get. Oh yeah, they just they just flip. They get angry. They get mad, man. They they do. Sorry, my phone lit up. What time? <laughs> it's at thirty. What okay. what was the what do you think out of everything that we did? I mean, because I don't know what we all did. Was the alligator thing the highlight of yours? Um, besides buying some really cool comic books, yeah, <laughs> you, every comic has their thing. So my thing is I wait, I, I like to wake up early and I like to make sure I'm up early. I like to get to places early. I'm a very early, early go early person. And I, comics just hate me for that. <laughs> and, and then Phil, Phil, a good friend of our, who's a comedian, his thing is like, Anytime he's driving by a skate park, he has to like pull over and be like, "Yeah, I need, I just need a skateboard." I thought his thing was lying to his wife. (laughs) Jesus, (laughs) God. uh, Amanda's a big fan of the show. Uh, (laughs) And then yours is um, comic books. I never realized that about you. And like when we were we do this, I I like at first I I would have fun. I would like the first few comic book stores we went into. I'd go in there and be like, "Wow, this is neat! Look, these are cool." All all of the guys in every comic book store look the same. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. They it's, just they just look sad and desperate. It's it, there's <laughs> a very there's a stereotype for a reason. Listen, people, stereotypes exist for a reason, and the comic book guy is a stereotype. <laughs> yeah, and it was so funny because we were doing these, we we're going through, and I thought they were really cool at first, and then by like the fourth, fifth six comic book store i would just be like look for a few seconds i'd just be like these i'm going outside <laughs> and they always had like candy so i'd like buy a bag of skittles and just sit out front and just <laughs> eat a bag of skittles while i wait for for these and i just go shopping uh, yeah man it yeah was... i i sent so many boxes home full of comic books um that i bought <laughs> But that's what I do, man. You know, I've got my comic book shop. Shout out to uh, Blue Spot Comics at Blue Spot Comics on Instagram and Facebook. Follow them, like them, buy some shit. Um, so yeah, I found some fucking gems, though, dude. So I, it's like you know, it's one of those things. It's you know, I was uh, talking to my buddy the other day on the phone. He's asking me how the trip was going. I'm like, shit, man. You know, I'm, I'm I just run around during the day and buy comic books for my shop. And I'm like, I gotta be in town. I gotta do something anyway. So I buy inventory for my shop to make money. I do shows at night. I'm like, I'm doubling down on cash. Well, it's good to do. I feel like you need, as a comic, you also need that side hustle. Like you do comic books, and then we, I create personalized songs for people. Yeah. So I just sit there. Uh, shout out to improvisegifts.com. I'll edit that. Uh, They're not a sponsor <laughs> of the show. Uh, <laughs> we have to get cut that out. <laughs> they don't get it. You looked over to your to your left as if you were looking at like the your producer. Producer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a mirror over there. I'm just looking at me. Yeah, it's just uh, like, cut that out. Cut that out. that out. Yeah, cut out, cut out improvisegifts.com. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna find ways to say it. Uh, yeah, you gotta do. Uh, it's it's good. I mean, you know the. Uh, you gotta have multiple things. I mean, I don't know. Comedy's good. I can't. I can't complain. It's it's a hustle, man. But this has been, uh, you know, we got a lot done. We got more booked. Things are. We've got shit. It is here. a hustle, man. We we sat. Me and D <sighs> sat in this hotel for probably like six hours. I would say today, and probably um, realistically, yeah, like from noon till five. Yeah, 
Well, and I was even up earlier, but I was. I, I was, guess that's I, only five hours. Of fucking dumb. Well, I, I, I woke. Like I said, I've been up this morning still, yeah. like editing posters and doing that stuff. But we were sending out emails all day to day and yesterday, and then you get excited when you get like three maybes. How many? Realistically, realistically, because we've been on the road now for almost three weeks. About. Um, and we've put a lot of work in sending out emails and stuff. Realistically, how many emails do you think you've sent since the start of this trip? I honestly, I, I don't know because I feel like I don't even count anymore. But I feel like it's anywhere between like fifty to sixty, which d- and, uh, not, Wait. not not the whole trip like oh, a okay. day. So, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's also like I'm also responding and having to sometimes change up those emails. It's not just copy and paste all the time because if you're just copying and pasting, it doesn't make it seem like it's directed towards them. Well, I I copy and paste. I just change the name. Yeah. And so, I mean, I send out probably like 50 plus emails a day. I, I do that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and sometimes Thursday. So, 150 probably almost 300 emails since we've been on the road yeah maybe even more i'm gonna guess mine's probably fairly close to that too how many emails i've sent out yeah because we've both been sitting down monday through wednesday monday through thursday we've been on the road for three weeks 150 and how 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 many shows have we booked well that's one two three no we've got like those were already a lot of those were already booked though we only booked three since we've been on this trip i think we've got more than that a lot of the ones we've already had are booked we have a lot of like maybes and works now but every if you look at our comedy list everything is stuff that's been on the calendar we just booked those three montana gigs so far wenatchee we booked wenatchee oh so four um like there was something else. We booked Ronan, Montana. We booked Helena, Montana. Townsend. Great Falls. Great Falls. Wenatchee. There's four. Uh, is that it? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how it happens, guys. You just you send a shit ton of emails, and that's the thing. Like that's actually like kind. That's like about what you get back. Yeah. <laughs> so we yeah each we, yeah we and by the way we only booked four but there's still some that are in a talk so there might yeah. be out of four we booked so far and there'll probably be another like four or five that we get booked out of this series but it's it's literally that's why i was telling somebody it's one to a hundred a, a day the guy who i messaged out yeah he messaged me uh, i was talking to him i said how did you get these gigs because i messaged him to get us a couple gigs and he got them the next day and i said how did you do this he goes he goes i cold call just cold call and yeah i've done cold calling before and it is way more like sadder it seems sadder i've never really done it i've done a couple but it just seems like a because you got to call and then you got to ask for like the manager and then someone just assumes you're there to complain. And then you tell them you want to do a comedy show there, which is worse than you just complaining. Like, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Well, you, I mean, first of all, you, yeah, you message. I've had, so I have one person I called up. Oh, um, uh, Warden, 
Ford in Washington. We okay. also yeah, we also got that too. Oh yeah. Uh, so that's five. Um, but look so at that. See, I I called up and I had a manager one time. I said, uh, "Can I talk to the manager? Is there somebody who books shows?" And the person's like, "Yeah." The person answered. And I said, "Hey, my, my name's Michael. I, I let them know what I do, and I and I asked them if they did music there and stuff, or if they'd be willing to do comedy." And he just said no and hung up the phone. <laughs> and there's something about not getting an email feels okay like it's frustrating that somebody can't even email getting yeah. a no but when an owner is like literally just like no yeah and then hang especially then just hangs up it is funny how like it actually is satisfying to me and feels good when someone emails back and says no i'm like oh okay like thanks <laughs> it's yeah. just like at least you responded that was nice and I started doing it a different way. I don't even ask for a guarantee anymore. I just try to make sure the room is like 70 people plus. Mm-hmm. And I I do like a complete ticketed sell because, you know, I can I want I get to keep all that money then. But it's hard to get people even want to use your space. I feel like some people think they're like being scammed or something yeah. or, they, or they just like I don't. Well, the wild thing is like we were talking about earlier today is how what people don't realize they're like. It's how much you just show up and do an hour and then you leave. It's like, no, we travel hours. We have to pay for the travel. We have to pay for a place to stay, you know, along the way. It's like that doesn't that stuff doesn't happen for free. Well, we just said we've been emailing six hours a day. Yeah. Well, that stuff, too. Yeah. Even that you don't count that shit where you're putting in work and producing a show. So, yeah, I I one time I messaged a lady in Canada for a gig. Well, she, I didn't message her. She actually, she reached out through my website and she was like, Hey, do you want to come up here and blah, blah. And I realized I wasn't going to be that far from the area. Mm-hmm. So I quoted her. I was like, okay, 400. And that's all I did. I said, okay, let's do that. You know, I'm not far away, but it's far enough away where if I'm going there, I'm still going to need a hotel. Yeah. It was like seven hours away yeah, from yeah. Spokane. So I was like, okay, I could fly to that place still because I was flying and then I could fly back to Spokane. Yeah. And it was like a cheap ticket. It was like a hundred dollar ticket. So I was like, I'll still make, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And she, I, when I messaged her and emailed her, she was like, oh, I can see someone likes to charge people way more. Uh, like, like, yeah, she, she's getting <laughs> mad. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. This isn't, this stuff doesn't happen for free. People just think, you know, you're like, oh, I go up on. Yeah. When I, when I emailed, when I was emailing for tr- shows for Florida, some guy emails me back and it was just like the only thing it was <laughs> the the response was just how much that's it and yeah. immediately i'm like this guy's gonna be paying the ass this fucking i like i almost didn't even respond because i'm like this is gonna not go anywhere it's just gonna frustrate me but i did anyway i'm like well we do a show it's a 90 minute show for this much and we you know uh we'll do all the production and we just need a space and you know you guys blah 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 you know pitch him the deal yeah and he's like he's like 90 minutes is all like we get musicians he didn't it was via email so he didn't go but i assume that's the noise he made and he goes we get musicians who do three hours for 150 bucks and i'm like well first of all i'm like you don't want three hours of comedy like that's fucking too much comedy 
Yeah. You know, it's like music is a passive entertainment. It can be in the background. Someone can just play acoustic guitar for like three hours. Like stand up, you have to sell tickets. Well, well, you have to, the people have to pay attention. If you have a room that's not paying attention, why are we, you know, you can't do three hours. It's just too long of a show. Well, the thing is like anytime I've done a comedy show where people are like, I want to, I want this to be a free, free event that rarely turns out to be a good show Yeah. because people then show up and they're not even there for comedy. Yeah, so they don't pay invested. attention. They're talking. Yeah. They didn't buy, they didn't buy a ticket. They're not invested to care. The, Oh, the best part about this guy too. I always work food and drinks into our deals, right? We always do that. We, you know, I don't drink anyway. And you know, Michael only drinks a little bit. So like, it's not a big deal, but food and drinks and the venue, the guy goes, and we're not just going to give you an unlimited food and drink tab. We have menu items that are over $50 by themselves. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I didn't peruse your menu before I, you know, I, you know, I'm not going to get the surf and turf Did market we ever do price. That gig? No, we no. didn't. No, yeah. Yeah, we didn't do that gig. <laughs> That's fine, man. I will, I will say this. So it, it's like, it's one of those things where. I think some people don't realize, like, if you just put a ticket price on it and as the venue and as us, because we're going to help promote it, too. Yeah. If we work together, you are going to pack that place. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I mean, I get it. Some places are scared. They don't want to chase away their general, you know, demo that's going to be there either way. But, you know, what they don't realize is that you can get instead of 20 people there that night you can get 70 people there that night you know and that makes and then they're making up the difference in yeah sales. some venues just don't want like you said they don't want to like have somebody come in and be like oh there's a comedy show yeah yeah well and also some venues are like a lot of bar owners what i've found is part of the problem is like bar owners are very complacent so they're just kind of like they're really cool at just coasting. They're mm. really cool with just kind of like, this is kind of the way things are. I do about this much. It's fine. Like, I don't really want to have to put a lot of work in. And, uh, you know, I'm not really concerned about a bigger return. I'm like, ch just chilling. You know, things I get this much. This is how my Tuesdays are dead. You know, Thursday happy hour is good and my weekends are okay. Like, they kind of know what they're, they don't have to do anything. It's just coasting. Yeah. What's the worst gig you've ever done? Um, it also, is it just me or is it fucking hot as hell? It is hot in here. And this, yeah. I, I was sitting here and I'm like, we're on the road right now. Like, again, we're here for, yeah, we're, we're here for a couple more days. Then we go back on the road again in September for a couple weeks, <laughs> and October for a couple weeks. But I was sitting here and I'm like, it is burning hot. Yeah. And I think it's because that, hold on real quick keep this on okay so i will tell you so i think i don't know so it's hard to say worst gig like worst gig there's there's a lot of <laughs> variables there one of the worst times i ever had on stage was i did this show in there's probably a couple things that made it a bad show so it was february of 2019 sorry january of 2019 and I know this because it was not long after our friend Tony uh, killed himself. 
So, like, I had not slept in weeks. I was spun out anyway. Like, I was fucking just emotionally wiped out. Fucking just just a, a wreck, you know. There's I had to do so much for that service, and that whole time was just, you know, just rough, right? So, the day of... I had been booked for a couple months to do this event center outside of Tacoma. Mm. And it was... It ended up being the night of Tony's funeral, so literally, I did the funeral, and then I drove to Tacoma to do a show. Oh, Jesus. That and um, I did this big event center, but it was outside of Tacoma on the peninsula. And, like, you've – I really forget sometimes that, like, you know, Seattle, Tacoma, those are big areas. But it you don't have to go that far out of those cities to get into the sticks, right? And we were in, yeah. the, like, this fucking kind of backcountry area out on the peninsula – and but there's this big event center and there's like 250 people there and i fucking just ate dick for about 35 minutes on stage was there a good amount of people there was yeah it was like 250 300 people there you know what's funny is like these places in the middle of nowhere you like look up on um google and it'll be like how many people are in this area and it'll be like 200 people and i'll be like you're in a 500 person theater and 500 people show up yeah where did they Where all, do you come, all from? come from? Yeah, most of these people probably just don't pay their taxes, so they're not uh, they don't they're not on the census <laughs> report. They don't know they live there. Actually, they're just fucking underground bunkers and so shit. You just ate crap oh, the whole time. Yeah, just totally. I mean, I was just annihilated. I had no head. I should have canceled the gig. Like I should have tried to not do it, but I just powered through, and it was like probably one of the worst times I've ever had on stage. Um, yeah, well, that was uh, I feel like it's understandable, though, because that was like it was a rough month for all of yeah, it, especially really... you because you were his best friend. So that whole month you had people messaging you. Yeah, it was constant. I was like reliving it 10 times a day because people wanted to call or talk to me or message me or ask me questions and like as what happened. So I'm like forced to like revisit it and talk about it every 10 minutes. I'm like, all I want to do is fucking like sleep for five minutes and not talk about this anymore. Well, it's crazy that you mentioned that because that's like around like when my worst gig was, cause well, we, we came back and I was kind of out of, out of it. I came back cause after all that happened, I came back from China and remember you and yeah. I, you and I had a gig in uh North bend, Washington. Yep. And, um, I was supposed to film my dry bar a couple weeks later. So I was one of the, last people to film a dry bar and uh i was in china when the pandemic happened while i was in china uh tony took his life and then after he took his life we had to find like i was there trapped i had nobody there like i I'm, i couldn't like go talk to a random chinese person yeah. who didn't speak english <laughs> you know he, he he he's just gonna be like what <laughs> gun bay and yeah. just make me drink <laughs> and uh so all of that's happening and then we, we finally get out of china and i come here and i'm like maybe things will be more relaxed when i get back and they weren't because then right after that a co-worker of mine ended up dying yeah. an old a co-worker was like a sister and then my grandmother all of that happened before I went and filmed my dry bar yeah. all in a month span. Three people. I'm sitting there filming my dry bar, and I, just, I don't feel good. And everybody was like, I hope it's not COVID. I hope it's not. I'm like, I know it's not COVID. We, um, I, I just, it was like that stress, you know, where you're like, you feel tired and your, your brain is shut down. And 
Uh, hopefully it comes out soon. I got to watch my dry bar. I think they did a really well job editing it mm -hmm. because I tr truly feel like both shows separately were not good shows. Like there were great moments throughout it, but I yeah, was, I so was checked. Put it together. You can put, put enough cobble 30 minutes together. Yeah, man, that's a big thing. Like mentally, um, I mean, you really got to mentally, I mean, I'm pretty good at like, even if I, I mean, I've had, you know, our friend Devin has said this to me and other people where they're like, you are just out of it in a wreck and like, or like tired or, or not, f you seem down and like you turn it on when you go on stage. I'm pretty good at just turning it on for the time I'm on stage and then like coming off stage and coming back down really quick. Um, but man, that time was that was rough. Well, and then like it's one of those things like what are you supposed to do about it? Do you know what I mean? Like what are you you yeah. can't because like for us, we've been on the road for three weeks now. Yeah. There's nothing we can if something happens and if we cancel gigs, if you know something does happen and we cancel them in our head, it's like, well, there's a chance we might just not get those gigs back. Yeah. I mean, because that's a hassle on them if we can't. And people are like, well, they should be understanding. That's not how it is. Yeah, they they don't know us. They don't know who we are when we're right. going to do these gigs. They don't. They yeah, don't they take care. A chance if they don't know us, they take a chance on them in the first place. So that's why I did the dry bar. I was like, you know, I was not an emotionally in the right place, but I was like, if I cancel. Yeah. This dry bar, am I am I going to get it back? Yeah, that's a tough call. I mean, I, I that was one of my worst gigs, but then I also think. The other worst gig was still the one that we did in Montana, hands, hands. At, at, in t t Livingston. Yeah, yeah. Actually, never mind. It's not. I did a show. It was a competition when I was like three years in, or four years in, and I don't know when we became legal. Yeah, I don't know. Somewhere maybe in the last ma five to ten years. So maybe <laughs> it wasn't that. Yeah, maybe I was like twenty-five. So maybe I was younger, but uh, older. But the point is, we were doing a show and. There was this place in the valley of Spokane that opened up that was half bar and half weed because they got approval. I think it got shut down because they. Oh yeah, my buddy owned that bar. Yeah, so that's a well. Your buddy had a weird freaking place. Yeah, yeah, he did. It was a it, weird place. It, it got was shut down quick because yeah. it was not. Re, it was a super gray area that. And it was like on Four Twenty Street, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I I was there. <laughs> yeah, so I did a competition there, and um, this other comedian ended up doing like thirty minutes. We were supposed to each do five minutes, and but the comedian who was did thirty was dating the person who was running the competition, mm. and um, my friend Matt Dargan was there. He got really pissed off about it. He's like, "Well, I guess." that guy can do whatever he wants and yeah. then and then after he did so much time that we're like maybe he's not a part of his competition maybe he's just doing Feeling a guest time. yeah doing a time so we do this thing and nobody there we're not doing it in the bar apart by the way we're doing it in the pot session because they couldn't do the weed and alcohol yeah, together separated. so we're trying to perform to people stoned out of their mind <laughs> barely laughing they're like laughing but it's like that laughter where they don't understand what's going on right like, yeah <laughs> yeah it was so bad and then afterwards they they call up the comic who did 30 minutes and he won so it was like for 500 bucks Jeez. and it Who's was just comic? a local gig 
Uh, I mean, if it, you can Joe, say his name, he knows who he is. Joe Fontenot. Oh, well, he's dead. What's he going to do? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Allegedly, Too serious. And he, uh, No, he is. He I is. I don't know if I believe it. No, he... Leave he, it to Joe Fontenot to pretend like he, COVID got him for him to get out of child support. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what? I, I will say this, <laughs> even though we're roasting him right now. I... By the way, if you listen to this episode and you think we're being harsh, we're comics. It's oh, we roasty our our friend Tony. We make jokes about him still. Also, if you knew Joe Fontano, you'd know why I said that. <laughs> Dude, the guy. Okay, I'm, I got to tell this story now. <laughs> okay, this guy. Oh, also, I would like to say before you tell the story, I would like to note you asked me what my worst gig is, and I like to think that my worst gig hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I like to think there's still worse in the future coming. Oh yeah, if more worse than yeah, freaking. There's always gonna be bad gigs. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Worse, so. Hopefully, there's just better gigs. All right, than worse. tell the story about Joe, and then let's uh, wrap up because I'm yeah. fucking tired. But isn't this kind of cute? How we're sitting here like like schoolgirls telling yeah, and they're just talking, just roasting dead comics, <laughs> 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 like uh, yeah. Okay, so and that Robin Williams was a real piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> Before I get <laughs> before I get to my first favorite thing about him, the first there's year, a list of favorite things. Uh, there's t- two. You okay. can go to sleep while I'm telling these stories. No, I just meant I didn't know anyone had that many good things to say about Joe. Oh no, they're uh, not good. I never said they were good. Oh, okay. <laughs> they're, they're oh, both okay. Favorite, got it. Favorite. They're both bad. Well, I'll I'll tell the I'll tell the worst one first. Um, I was going to save the worst for last to end on, um, yeah. to make it like a, like, Oh my God, I'll do that. That sounds good. So the first, the first one, uh, I was supposed to open up for Joe and I was supposed to feature him. This was supposed to be my first feature to gig. This is how I came up with mostly improvised my entire musically improvised show. Joe Fontenot didn't show up to the gig at all. Nope. Where was it? Not at all. Uncle D's. So he never showed up, and Uncle D's, he's getting pissed, and Uncle D's is like, you're going to have to go up last, um, blah, blah. And I said, okay, I can do that. So Uncle D went up. He did 20 minutes. He calls me up. I get up there, and I do an hour. I do my 30-minute set, and then I do 30 minutes of musical improv. My first time doing it, and it went really freaking well. Yeah, It did so well that... Don came back up and had to do five more minutes just to ride, like to tell him. Yeah, because sh- he's got to pretend like he's making <laughs> yeah. hot. It was course. like one of those shows. So he didn't show up, and then the next day, he shows up, and Don's like, "What are you doing here? You didn't show up last night." He's like, oh, "Yeah, but I just forgot." And then Don's like, "Okay, Michael, you're back at feature," and I was so ticked off. What? I'm like, Don yeah. let him have the next night. He forgot a night, and he just said it's okay. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And I was pissed because I, like, I just had a head line his time. Yeah. And now you're telling me. He's giving it back to the fucking piece of shit. Oh, yeah. And now you're giving it. No, you should let me do it. too soon, allegedly. But because of that night, he did end up giving me my own headlining uh, weekend. Yeah. So that's that's good. Uh, second best story. This is my favorite one. I was at this show. Joe's up on stage. And after he's done with his set, a lady stood up and said, oh, you are all right. Put papers on the stage and said, by the way, you're being served. 
<laughs> Did you ever hear about this? Yeah. Oh, I was God, there yeah. for that, man. Oh, that's and, so funny. And he goes, oh, she's she's just kidding. And she goes, no, it's not a joke. You need to do that. And uh, he tried to play it off to everybody as if it was like part of his set. But you could tell how like worried he was. Yeah. He literally got served. Yeah. And during that show where he showed up late the second night and everything, he brought it up. He's like, oh, God, served on stage here. I'm like, that's not something to be proud of, man. Yeah. <laughs> like that. That's nuts. Somebody threw some papers down. Yeah. Sorry. My, oh, we're going to be going. But my third favorite story oh, is he tried to fight Phil Kopsinski. <laughs> Phil, Phil, Phil did. Uh, this is so good. Phil host a competition show that we were all in. I did musical comedy. We all did. It, and Phil's like, you know what? I'm going to uh, imitate all the comics. He goes, I'm going to go up there and do personations of all of them impressions of all of them and he goes up there he's like uh hey guys i'm josh tiford hey i'm tony russell hey i'm this person then he's like hey i'm michael i'm in special ed and he did all this stuff and then joe fontenot never did his set joe fontenot just decided he wasn't going to do his set at all he's like i don't want to be a part of it anymore and so phil goes Oh, I'm Joe Fontenot. And puts the mic down and walks away. <laughs> and just show, was making fun of Joe for not showing up and doing his yeah. time. And Joe just got so pissed off. He started screaming and cursing at uh, Phil, telling Phil that he's, oh, I'm going to fight you, blah, 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 blah. So like, and I was like, Jesus Christ, yeah, dude. Fucking, uh, Joe's the type of guy where I saw him more often with a black eye than without. Like, he just was constantly somebody who just punched him. Basically, that was his whole life. Oh, yeah. And he deserved it. No, that was his birthmark. Yeah. His birthmark. Well, uh, rest in peace, Joe. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah. I still don't believe it. I want to see the body. (laughs) No, yeah. Man, to end on a a positive note, the dude has, in his time, has booked me a lot of gigs and always paid me you know what's f- sad is he was very funny he could have oh, like he, w- he had a, he's the guy that like probably if he you know didn't have such a drinking problem and just fucking shit wasn't such like a uh what's it called uh, uh you know like a chronic liar uh a, a pathological liar he would probably could have gone somewhere but that's a big thing in the comedy scene, man. You got a lot of funny people who just yeah, they, they it's too like, fucked up. You you did this smart thing, honestly. Like, not uh, we went very dark, and now we're going to get very uh, <laughs> emotional. You went from drinking, doing all that stuff, and being sober the last couple years. I re- I respect that because that's that's not an easy thing in the comedy scene because yeah. so many people let alcohol take over their life and i can tell like being on the road with you you have more of a clear mind like you walked and you talked and you sounded like shit (laughs) so many times when we're on the road because you know you're up you're drinking you're doing that then you wake up and you're you're going to the next gig yeah yeah i made the choice for for my career and a lot of people just want to fucking you know live the party life and do a couple of gigs and it's like, all right, yeah, that's fine. That's what you want to do. But like, I mean, I'm, you know, that's what I do for a living. I gotta, I gotta take care of it. So I made the choice. Yeah, that's good. I'm proud of you. 
Thanks, man. Yeah. How are we going to end this? Uh, we'll make out once the microphones go off since you just complimented me. So, uh, <laughs> all right, guys, uh, that's it. Uh, I'll be back in studio soon. Um, go to deescounty.com, check out everything going on in the calendar. Michael and I have dates of fucking like through the end of the year, basically. Uh, we'll be all over uh, everywhere. So, check out what's going on. Uh, follow us on Nearly Famous Comedy on Instagram. Improvised gifts. Improvised gifts. We'll bleep that out again. Blue, blue host. Ho- uh, not blue uh, host. Beep. Uh, <laughs> we'll be, we'll, uh, follow Michael on Beep. Uh, <clears throat> and that's it for Social Hour. I'm in these. Michael, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you next week.